What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And today, we're going to be doing another episode on codependency. We talked about when we did the first episode a couple months ago that this is going to be part of a series. Codependency is something that's super requested um, by you listeners uh, that you guys just want to hear more and more about it. So we're joined by an incredible guest today, Ken Garr, who's one of our uh, dear friends and a great comedian. So he'll be on the show in just, just a little bit. Oh. He's amazing. He did such a good job. This oh is my God. one of my favorite episodes I think we've ever done. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I love the way that he broke things down into like practical things you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like sometimes we can like talk about overviews and it's kind of vague and all that. But I love the examples that he gave. Um, and I'm going to use a lot of his tools. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of his advice. Be sure to go back and listen to our um, our first episode on codependency. We talked a lot about like statistics and a lot of medical things with it. But um, we wanted to have somebody come on who has been in the, the Codependence Anonymous program for years and really talk about his personal experience with codependency. And I mean, he couldn't have done a better job. He was so interesting learned so so much so good and i didn't realize you can be a codependent on things that are weren't like aren't people yeah that was like a love addiction necessarily it could be food addiction and yeah being codependent with other things yeah so yeah i'm definitely codependent with my workaholism stuff (laughs) yeah yeah that's what i got from the episode um and we're gonna give our itunes review of the episode now before we get into our interview with ken Uh, this is from can expat says y'all are the realness love the podcast and hope to see you soon in seattle oh what's up seattle (laughs) that's awesome thank you so much uh we appreciate you guys leaving us five star ratings and reviews on itunes more than you know it really helps us so yeah. Please go please go leave one if you haven't yet. And uh, and we're only 20 patrons away 
from reaching 500 patrons on Patreon. Yes. So close. Oh, so patreon.com slash selfhelpless if you want to join and support the show. And when we reach that 500, which will probably be very quickly, uh, we're going to do a live stream Q&A exclusively for the patrons on there. So yeah, shall be fun. Can't wait. All right. Without further ado, let's get into our interview with Ken Gar. We're so excited today to be joined by one of our friends and an amazing comedian, Ken Gar. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming on, man. Those are the (laughs) sound effects. All right. (laughs) We still don't have a soundboard for whatever reason. We just don't. We like making them ourselves. Yeah. More organic. It's more special. Did you get that on Pinterest? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get a soundboard going. Our big DIY show. Oh, my gosh. Low budge. Got it. That's right. So you um, have talked pretty openly on podcasts before, and do you talk about it on stage as well? About- no, not on stage. Okay, I just am not Coward. that creative. I'm How do you make this funny? Yeah, I'm sure you could, <laughs> yeah. right? But um, we want to talk about codependency today. Sure. And your experience with it. Just if you don't mind, I don't know, talking about when it started for you, how you discovered that you were codependent what you do now to to deal with it, all that stuff. Sure. So, hi, I'm Ken. I'm codependent. Um, <laughs> hi, Ken. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah. So, I, uh, like many comedians, uh, was recommended to go to therapy years ago when I was in Chicago. I've been in Los Angeles for six years now. Okay. And about 10 years ago, I started going to therapists. I was dating a girl who had a kid, and we were taking the kid to a therapist, and then... Mm. I talked to the therapist after one of the sessions. I was just like, hey, man, I'm like, this is kind of what's been going on with me and my relationship and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, let's sit down and talk. And so he spent four years trying to convince me that I was codependent. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Really? You're an idiot. Yeah. So so he was like one of those therapists. I I don't know what they're called. I'm not an expert. But he's one of those therapists who's just like like listening and kind of guiding versus like some therapists are like, this is the fucking problem. You know, this is what's going on with you. So he had been talking about codependency for a while. So fast forward, I am in Los Angeles. I'm dating a girl who on our very first date was just like, the love of my life just broke up with me. I'm not looking for anything serious. I just want to sleep together and just help hang out. You seem like a cool dude. And I was just like, I'm going to fix all of this. <laughs> you have never dated me. Um, I'm the answer to all of your problems. We're good to go. Right? <laughs> So, Deal. Yeah. I have a ring in my pocket. Yeah. So <laughs> everything's good. Yeah. Sure enough, uh, you know, we dive into a relationship immediately and it's like going a thousand miles an hour like every other one of my relationships goes. Like I'm immediately in love. I'm like t- completely um a term we use for codependence is like enmeshed. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I'm attached immediately. And she did exactly what she told me she was going to do, which was just like, hey, I'm not really looking for anything. You know, she told me. She gave me all the, this is exactly what's going on with me. And so uh, she ended up uh, being unfaithful. Um, I kind of, I guess that would be my rock bottom, if you would put it in addiction terms. How long into the relationship did that happen? Oh, we only, I mean, the whole thing was like three months. Okay. Oh, so did she just, were you guys exclusive though? 
So, like, I, the joke I tell on stage is, like, so she was, like, 13 years younger than me, and I'm like, like, when you're dating somebody that much younger, you become the girl in the relationship. So, for me, I was like, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> like, just a total chick. And she's like, we're just, what? who cares, bro? Like, I yeah. mean, yeah. out with your friends a lot. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So, oh, my God. Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. How quickly do you say, I, how quickly did you say I love like, you? Like, so, like, before the check comes on the first day, <laughs> I love you. Would you like bread? I love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, run of butter? I love butter and you. <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, so like I quickly fall like so like But how quickly? Um I would say probably within like with that particular girl, mm-hmm. uh the third time we slept together, she said it. Which is a huge red flag. Oh yeah, right. Oh, okay. And so but how I was long just have you like, been seeing each other? Oh, I mean, it was not that long. A couple, oh, few weeks. Couple weeks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, but just to kind of paint the picture, right? I had just gotten out of a three and a half year relationship with the girl who moved out here with me, mm. and before she even packed her bags and moved back to Chicago, where I'm from, I was already on the dating apps. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, and this is an important thing that we'll, you know, we can talk about a little bit later. Yeah. It's like that kind of like recognizing like that you have to take some time off you have to reboot you have to kind of like mourn relationships as they end Mm -hmm. and for me the best way and for a lot of guys out there like you mourn by like finding other girls or like Mm -hmm. you because what you have to do is like you can't possibly believe that like something is over and so i need to fill this hole this ego and i need to repair my ego as quickly as possible so i'm gonna start dating as many girls as possible yeah. or like getting right. on the apps or what, whatever i'm gonna right? have a fuck funeral <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck me, fuck <laughs> is this just, olive garden that just sounds like killing the game you know yeah. I, 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 that just sounds like dating to me though like that's why like how do you know if you're just like you like to date and meet new people versus if there might be something else going on well because i so i was married for just under three years and and that was I the realized, one who moved out here with you no 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 oh, i wow. got divorced before i moved out here oh, okay and so when i kind of got into recovery um and started looking at this i realized i was either involved with somebody like meaning i was dating somebody or i was fantasizing about somebody or pursuing somebody the entire six years Mm. I wasn't taking any breaks. I was a relationship uh, addict. I was a love addict. I was like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. So so let me explain. <laughs> getting on. Taylor know. left the room. I don't know what happened. She ran. <laughs> she ran so, so fast. So <laughs> so at, so let me just kind of like define codependence, right? So uh, the the textbook definition of codependence is the inability to have healthy relationships. But I'm um, codependence is really that you're dependent on external things to provide you with your self worth self-value oh. right so uh, here i am a guy that had kind of a shitty weird childhood like you know aka every comedian in the world right right, right. Mm-hmm. and so i didn't develop the right kind of coping skills and so what i did is i used either alcohol sex relationships love food anything to kind of have that uh, validation or making me feel good making me feel worthy looking outside of myself mm, right okay. and so what re- when i say recovery for a codependent they're like well what does that mean for an alcoholic it's black and white right. i don't drink anymore right mm-hmm. i don't do drugs anymore but right. for codependence it's like i'm uh treating my uh codependency so i'm uh going to a 12-step program i'm working with sponsors i'm going to therapy i'm you know what i mean i'm like i'm, I'm really like i'm not looking outside of myself anymore to kind of fill that what we call our god-sized hole Does that make sense? Yeah. So... 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So can I ask, the codependency, does that go hand-in-hand with the love addiction, or do you feel like that's kind of the same thing? Yeah. Because the way I feel like we understood codependency on that episode we talked about, and how I've always understood it is, and tell me if this is wrong or right or part of it, is that when you are in relationships... um, if you're codependent, it's like the inability to put your own needs first. Like you just want them to be okay, so that nothing bad is happening. Yeah. So, so, so it's all part of it. Yeah. The right. So the easier yeah. way to put it is that you make a person, place, or thing your higher power. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's just like what this it is. is the thing that's so, going to keep me okay. Instead of uh, a god or whatever, or whatever I associate to be a higher power, which is what I do through a twelve step program. Like every relationship I was in, that girl was my higher power. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it was, you know, flowers every Friday. It's like, you know, and so what happens, though, is because I'm not Flowers every Friday? Yeah, like all, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) That sounds great. Are you serious? (laughs) Codependency sounds dope. Are you serious? Oh, no, I'm an amazing boyfriend. (laughs) Sick. Like, (laughs) I'm literally sick. Ken was awesome, and then he went to a 12-step program, and it's like, now I get flowers on my birthday? Well, when I go back to, like, the past, like, I had to, like, talk to, like, a lot of my exes and kind of like just explain that and they were like you were a great boy what are you doing like how are you you're in movies like what's going on so i always thought it was like codependency was another person involved but it could be codependent on like accomplishments or food and stuff like that it doesn't have to be people so codependency in 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 many this is very debatable and all of this is debatable and i just want to say i'm not an expert on this right i'm just i can only share my own experience stop typing your comments but yeah (laughs) um but what i would say is that um codependency is the center of most addictions Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So whether it's love addiction or sex addiction or so I I played whack-a-mole with a lot of addictions. So like what my journey was, was that girl cheated on me. I found out because I went into her phone because Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand not knowing. And that was the compulsion in me. And so that and I was right because she was doing the same exact thing that my ex was doing. So I Mm -hmm. saw the behavior pattern. Um, And so I call. So instead of saying to you, hey, I know what's going on. I went out and got like blackout drunk. I drove back to her home that night. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to find her with whatever dude. And I don't know what I was going to, ha- was going to happen. You know what I yeah. mean? But like, but, but then the next day I finally came clean because I didn't have the skill set to say to you, hey, I know this is what's going on. We need to address it. I want to talk about what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't have it because to a codependent person, the fear of losing that person or that sense of abandonment or that sense of, like, it being over is far greater than 
anything that you're like you, like we're willing to stay into it. Like I always talk about those old episodes of Cops, and you see it now. Like, yeah, I know he beats me, but I love him. Like that's right, woman. Yeah. Them is love beatings. Like that, you know. Like <laughs> right, there's a lot, yeah. like so you'll see a lot of codependent people with alcoholics or drug abusers because their their idea of being loved is me taking care of you. Mm. So if you look at my dating history, I dated literally like the same girl over and over again, which was like. You know, didn't really have a career, like not like having trouble getting on their feet, um, mm. like single moms or like, you know what I mean? Like anybody yeah. that I can just fuck, I can fix. And you're like, I smell a project. Absolutely. Like this is where I can get in and the more do my I can thing. focus yeah, yeah. on you, the less I have to focus on me. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with me. Because oh. I'm a sh- I'm I'm a piece of shit. I'm the worst person in the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so You're when not Ken. no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sorry, then, we yeah. should have we should have said something to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I get that, it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's so, the thought process, and that becomes the behavior, that becomes the pattern, right? Mm-hmm. So addiction is all about pattern. So then, when I finally realized I was codependent, I started going to a twelve step program for it, and that's when I realized, oh, like uh, I have a problem with alcohol as well because. These relationships would end and I would go on these huge benders because I didn't have the skills to be able to say, I'm Ken and I'm sad and I'm broken hearted. I like instead I just go to a bar and now I'm drunk so now I can text my ex and now I can mm. text three exes ago and now I can you know, like I can do all the things that I wanted to do that I didn't have the courage to do when I was sober. Oh. And then I realized, oh well, I gotta quit drinking. And then I started playing whack-a-mole with all these addictions. You can go into like sex addiction, love addiction, all these things, and you're just like so at the end of the day, that's all to say, like, once I got into recovery and started getting some self-worth and started feeling good about myself, um, then a lot of these addictions kind of, like, were in check. Hmm. So, wow. And how long ago was that that you went to? Four days ago. Very fresh. Any of you single? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that was four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, so four years ago. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah. that's a lot of work you're doing, man. Yeah. Um, So where do you think, is there like a certain childhood event or, you know, trauma that you think this stems from? Do you Mm -hmm. think all of us kind of have it in some degree? Like, what what are your feelings? Yeah, so I I saw a statistic that, because there's like a codependence day I didn't know about. And and there's a poster that said, 97% of people are codependent. I go, a codependent person wrote that. Uh, (laughs) Like, I don't want to be alone. That's yeah, that's but so so for me, I had a lot of medical trauma as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. So I have a brittle bone disease, and I broke a lot of bones. Um, and so I would break like two or three bones a year. Oh my god! Yeah, so very similar to Samuel L. Jackson's character in Unbreakable, right? So I had a lot of medical trauma, and kids can be mean, and so you kind of set your, you know, you're set apart, and so like. For me, it was like always this need to like fit in and like be you know part of the crew. I joined basketball in my eighth grade, and my parents were like, "You can." I'm like, "I have to," and I broke my jaw the last oh. the last practice of the year. Oh. I broke my jaw in two places, and then you know, so it was like there was a lot of trauma that um, uh, that basically I didn't have any coping skills to deal with these emotions. I also grew up in a very blue collar family that had three generations of firefighters. Mm-hmm. And although they were very sympathetic to what we were going through, they also didn't like really like understand. So I remember when I broke my jaw, my dad, who I love, is my hero, I don't have any ill will toward him, was just like, just tough it out, you'll be okay. And so I was like, okay, well, I just want to be a big trooper for my dad. You know what I mean? So like now I'm kind of like pocketing all these emotions yeah. and pushing them all down. Yeah. And then, you know, this need to kind of like like be popular, fit in, not be like this weirdo that's breaking bones all the time. And now I'm like, 
oh, the girls like me because I'm funny, you know? And mm-hmm. so now, like, oh, I can get girls' attention, you know? Yeah. And so that kind of, like, it kind of all becomes, like, this big thing of, like, I just want validation. I just want to be popular. Yeah. And, you know, a big turning point for me in, in my recovery was um, just accepting the fact that I don't fit in. Mm. Like, like you know, so many of us out there want to fit in, want to be part of the it crowd, whatever, want to be cool, whatever that means. Yeah. But, like, I don't. I want to set myself apart. Like, I want to be special. I want to be unique. And I want to yeah. just, you know, n- not be one of the regular people. Right. That makes sense. It kind of flip-flops from school days to then once you're an adult because in school all you want is to be popular and belong. And then as an adult, you look at those people who obsessed about that and like they just seem so vanilla a lot of the time now. Oh, yeah. They haven't really – they don't strive to, you know, be unique and all that stuff. So it is weird how that kind of flip-flops. As you get older. It is, yeah. yeah. Like, all the popular kids now are just kind of, like, having what I consider to be, like, eh, it's kind of a weird life. You know, or a, yeah, not yeah. weird, but, like, just a vanilla life. And I'm, like, right. off living my dreams and taking all these chances. Right. So. Which, for some people, that's what they want, and that's totally great and fine. But, yeah. yeah, it is. I think it's cool that now, as you've gotten older, even, like, you know what? No, I want to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, so, like, how are things going now? Now that you're, yeah. like, four years deep into recovery, right? Yeah. And what what's the th- what's the changes in, like, your thought process? Like, what are the yeah. things that, like, the exercises you do? Tell us about how that works. Sure. So I'm two years sober, so I don't do drugs and alcohol. Um, Congrats. And thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And so, uh, and then I've been in um, another 12-step program for codependency for four years. And so w- what it means is that... Um, Somebody put it this way, is that I have an um, uh, uh, inappropriate response to life, is, is the hmm. words I heard, right? <laughs> oh, wow. And it was so, like, wow, well put. And Jesus. I was like, you should put that at the grave of every comedian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you this person shouting a, dick jokes to strangers, right. inappropriate response yeah. to their life, yeah. Because I get people like, how do you just get up there? I'm like, I'm a crazy person. Like, yeah. we're all crazy. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to do that. But something in our brain was like, you should do that. And I'm like, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. So this is the incorrect response to everything that's happened to us for the past 30 years. Yeah. So I have a set of tools now, right? So um, what I realized is that, um, you know, and it starts small, right? So, like, you go to the grocery store and they're like, hey, is plastic okay? Nope, I want paper. You just to kind of, like, start going contrarian. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like making decisions for yourself. Because you'll meet, a, like, a codependent person and they'll be like, oh, like, whatever time you want, whatever restaurant you want, like, whatever, you know, like, they just want to make you happy. A lot of people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was just like, all right, let's swing the pendulum the other way. And little things like, you know, I, I'd like to meet at this time. Or, wow. you know, I, I start, like, standing up for myself a little bit, you know, or saying, oh, I'm sorry, Booker. I'm, you know what, I, I can't do these days. I'm like, as opposed to, like, always saying yes, right? So yeah. it starts in these little small decisions. Wow. And then what that does is is when you start making these decisions for yourself versus, like, giving your power away to somebody else, mm-hmm. you start building self-esteem. You know what I mean? Because right. I, I truly believe in, in the things I've learned in the last four years is that really life is about perspective. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can sit here right now and be like, oh, I'm like this bald, little frumpy comedian, blah, blah, blah. But, like, no, I'm kind of like I'm a handsome guy. I'm a catch. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, for me, it's all perception. And once I started getting some self-esteem, I started, you know, carrying myself in a different way. But the most important thing that I did was started to slow down my decision-making. 
right? Yeah, not be so like it, so instead of like me being in like people pleasing mode and being like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get back, I gotta text this person back right away. I have to get back. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. these decisions need to be made because if they don't, the whole world's gonna fall apart. Right, right yeah. now I pause. I think about things. I, I you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even that little pause. Um, has dramatically changed my life. The second thing that I did is I live a life of rigorous honesty. So mm-hmm. I don't lie anymore. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, I'll give you examples. So I'm, I was married and I still talk to my ex because we we're kind of raising a child together for a couple of years. My wife was very insecure and very jealous and she said do you do you still talk to your ex-girlfriend I go, no I'm like absolutely not but i was yeah now i told her that because i didn't want to disappoint her i didn't want her to be mad at me i didn't want it to be a fight there was nothing romantic going on or inappropriate going on i was just checking on my ex stepchild really yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah. but in my mind i was like i'm doing the right thing here now, because I live a life of rigorous honesty, I don't lie about anything, like not even little white lies. And that forces me to constantly be myself, which is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I want you guys, I'm doing the self-helpless podcast. I want these girls to like me. And I look up to all of you and like, you know what I mean? So like, but like, like for living this, living this life of rigorous honesty, it's like I am forcing myself to always say the truth because then I'm not going to get into this conflict. I'm not going to have to cover up all these lies. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get embroiled in all this drama. I'm just simply going to be myself and you are going to have to accept me for who I am regardless. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm or saying? Or not. And then that's or not, not – that doesn't have anything to do with you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And when you start when you start doing that – so I'll give you another example. So I'm, I'm in a relationship now. It's a health, it's my first healthy relationship. That's awesome. Um, I'll give you two examples. I was going to go to the Zany's Christmas party in Chicago. And my girlfriend gets up at 5 in the morning to go to work. And when we're together, because we're in a long-distance relationship, she's like, I'm with you, babe. And I'm like, You're, let's, let's not do this. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so the Christmas party comes up, and she's like, hey, I'll go with you tonight. But would it be okay if we left at 11? And so now, all of a sudden, my, my codependence kicks in. And I'm like, well, I want her to come to the party, but I don't want to tell her that I want to, you know, I might not want to leave at 11. And now I'm feeling anxiety because what if she gets mad at me because Mm. I I want to stay longer? So here's what would happen. Old Ken would go to the party and because my anxiety is in full force, I'll get drunk at this party. And now I'm going to get real rude with her because I don't want to leave. And I'm going to be, uh, pa- you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be yeah, passive yeah. aggressive. Yeah. yeah. So now big boy Ken. Uh, <laughs> says to her. Yay, big boy Ken. Yeah. Hi. Says to her, I think you should stay home because I can't guarantee that you're going to, we're going to be out of there at 11 because this is kind of a business thing for me. Yeah. However, if you want to go, I will put you in an Uber at 11 o'clock and meet you home later. And she's like, you know what? I've been out the last three nights. I'm going to stay home, right? Mm-hmm. Now, for you listening that aren't codependent, you're like, this seems like for a lot of people, it just seems like yeah. common sense. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you would just. But for a codependent person, there's a lot of love, different levels of anxiety that I'm going through in this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? This- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Second one, the second example I'll share is I'm in Las Vegas. And again, we're in, we're in a long-distance relationship, so we see each other once a month for four to five days. Um, it's actually good for codependent people being long distance relationships because it forced me to not like rush into anything. See, I'm doing everything right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing That's a great awesome. job. I've been waiting for a give. Holy shit! But, but in LA, you can just date somebody in Santa Monica, and it's a long distance. I know. Relationship. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, you're in the valley. Oh, yeah. Okay. You see each other once a month. Yeah. That's so hard. It is. Well, it is and it isn't right because we the the perks are we have so much to look forward to. Now the standing rule is that we always have to know what the next date is. Yeah. We're yeah. Never, we're, we never not know when we're gonna. You know what I mean? And that way, we have a countdown, and things are getting yeah. easier. And, and especially things with like FaceTime and Skype and all that stuff, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so we're in Vegas, and I've got a show that night, and we haven't seen each other. It's our first, you know, she, I just picked her up from the airport, and I want to take a nap before my show. So now I'm feeling anxiety because we haven't seen each other, and she wants to hang out. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And again, yeah. for a lot of you listeners that aren't codependent, you're like, take a nap. Who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But for me, because the people pleasing kicks in, so I finally, I just looked at her. I go, hey, I go, I'm feeling really codependent right now, and I need to tell you that I want to take a nap, but I'm feeling like I can't say that to you. And she's just like, well, okay, let's take a nap. And like 99.9% mm-hmm. of the time, it's just yeah. like, yeah, okay, idiot. Like, let's take, you know? Right. Yeah. But for a codependent person, it's very hard. But now I have, to answer your question in a very long-winded way, I have the school, the skill set to say to her, hey, I want to communicate this thing to you. Yeah. Um, somebody said to me, actually a person I dated, um, living nightmare, uh, <laughs> but she was, right, she said every, every discussion she, with, between a couple should start with the words, I'm feeling insecure because... And I really love that advice Mm -hmm. and because like a lot of our arguments, conflicts, whatever it is, is, is rooted in some type of insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now my girlfriend and I have such a transparent relationship that it's like, Hey, I got to, I'm feeling this thing right now and I need you to let you know. And neither one of us are being dramatic and we're, and like, we're always rooting for each other. And we always have each other's backs. So I know that I'm in this quote-unquote safe environment that I can say, this is how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we just kind of like figure out what that issue is and then we work backwards to like what the solution is. And it's oh, crazy. It's so crazy. It wow. really is. Because four years ago, it was like, well, I'm not going to bring that up. You know yeah. what I mean? But instead, I'll just get super drunk and then I'll get really mad and aggressive about the fact that I didn't have the balls to share my feelings. Right. So for all you guys out there that are listening, like, and I'm even talking about this on stage, I go, look, if you're in an unhappy relationship, drive home tonight. First of all, say how hilarious that comedian was. <laughs> 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 and second of all, look that person in the eye and go, I can't stand your fucking face. Like, like just say, like, just yeah. start the conversation. Yeah. Because the reason I'm yeah. sitting here divorced is because I didn't have the skills or the, the the ability to look at my wife and say, I'm unhappy, I feel like you're unhappy, how do we fix this? Yeah. By that point, it was too late. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so you get wow. into this kind of like this point where you're like, as as girls know, like once you're done, you're fucking, that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, you know, I'm like, oh, I got, I'll get self-help books. We'll go to counseling. I'll do all those things. She's like, bitch, I already picked out furniture for my new place. Like, uh. we're good. <laughs> we're good to go. So do you think if you had had those skills back then, do you think you guys would still be together? No. Okay. Because I was, it was a codependent relationship. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I had made her my higher power. Right. And no, but for like, different reasons. Yeah, so like for me, yeah. it was like, look, I'm in a serial. I'm always in a relationship because I my identity and self worth and self value is tied into my relationship, and so it doesn't matter if you're a terrible person. It doesn't matter if you if you have no ambition or anything. Like I just like that you like me. Mm. That's all that matters Got to me it. because I'm such a piece of shit that I'm. Just, I should just be glad that you no, you're like me. Not. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Well, and how when you were growing up, you saw women as like this is my opportunity to have self worth because you're like I'm funny. This is my way now that I'm going to find that belonging. Yeah. I mean, it was it was instant validation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you guys talk like the love languages, the five uh-huh. love languages, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like mine's physical touch. And so okay. like for me, it was like always having some type of physicality mm. was necessary for me to feel love, you know? So okay. now- Isn't long distance so hard though because of that? No, because like we can't wait, bro. <laughs> I know, but like to not have it on a regular basis, is that hard for no, you? Cause, like, no, because like- He's got a hand. <laughs> I'm not just talking about sex. Jesus, God. <laughs> no, because, you know. Because, like, um, no, I, I, now what I will tell you is, which is the weird thing we just discovered, is that, like, I get, I go through, like, a little withdrawal when she leaves. Yeah. Because I'm feeling like, oh, man, I just had all this love and all this physical touching and mm-hmm. holding and hugging, and now it's gone, and I'm just like, like, crawling out of my skin a little bit, you yeah. know, for a couple of days, or I'm crabby or resentful, but then. You know, it's kind of weird when you start having self-awareness. You know what I mean? You just, you're, I am, just having been through like 12-step programs for the last four years, I'm so self-aware of everything that's going on in my brain. And that's such a gift. You know what I mean? And again, for like listeners out there, it's like, take the time to like, really, I know this sounds weird, but like really get to know yourself. You know what I mean? Like whether it's meditation or journaling or going for walks or like, like what, like even that time at the gym, like where you got the radio in, turn the radio off. Like just spend some time with yourself, because yeah. I don't think that we do that enough as a society. Because we're like Instagram and Twitter and like like so constant like engagement, like mm-hmm. by all these distractions. Like yeah. you know, and I think Louis C.K. I don't whatever you feel about him, but like had that great bit about just sitting in the car. And turning everything off and just all of a sudden he found himself crying. Yeah. You know, because he like it was the first time that he just shut everything off. And so like I'll spend like twenty minutes meditating and doing some journaling and like and I and I kind of treat that as like this kind of spiritual workout every morning. Mm -hmm. And when I don't do it, like if I go on the road and I'm like, I'm on the road, life's great. Like by day three, I'm just like, Hey, we should murder people. Yeah, because the anxiety levels start climbing yeah. on yeah, me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll call, I call my girlfriend. And I'm like, and I'll go on this like 20 minute rant where I don't let her talk, and she'd be like, "You've been, you've been to like a meeting, babe? Like, you been, have you meditated?" I'm like, "That's not the point." Then <laughs> <laughs> you meditate, and you're like, "You're right, yeah, you're, right. you're right, girl." <laughs> so, in a new relationship, how quickly yeah. do you tell the person, "Hey, I'm codependent. This is what I'm going through." Or like, how does that conversation go? Sure. So with uh, with Jen, um, we had been friends for seven years prior oh, to. We I were, saw that picture. Oh, yeah, so cute. Did you say some like friend zone to end zone? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, Hashtag friends on the end zone, baby. So funny. Yeah. That needs to be a T-shirt or some sort of merch. I love it. Yeah. So she, so she, which was great because she knew, like, like we were truly friends. It wasn't like I was like, I, I want to be with her, and so I'm going to have this fake friendship, which I did with a lot of my friendships. You know, and yeah. if I was friends with a girl, I was like, I like you, but I just don't have, I can't tell you that. Yeah. Um, so with her, it was like a real friendship. So I would like go to her with problems with girls. I talked to her very openly about it. So when we started dating, um, you know, she kind of knew already, mm. you know, but for those people out there, like that maybe are codependent and are starting to date, um, you know, take your time with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't owe anybody an explanation. Uh, like tell them when you're comfortable because yeah. like. You know, you you don't again. I think I, I don't want to repeat, but like you just don't owe them anything until you kind of are in this like established relationship where you do see it going. The other thing is like when I started dating after I got into recovery, is like you immediately start seeing all of the red flags. Mm. You know what I mean? So like for for me, the hardest part was like, okay, uh, I like you, Ken. You're you're like a cool dude, and I want to hang out. But I'm like, I mean, at one point there was a buddy sitting next to me. This bartender was hitting on me, and he's literally texting me a red flag every time she would say something that was oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> and so my phone oh, my, 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 my pocket keeps vibrating and I look at it it's like just 22 red flags she's like yeah I mean I'm staying on my friend's couch because my boyfriend broke up with me but like I'm like I'm like kind of single right now oh, anyways we should hang out oh. I'm like, and she's doing a shot of JMO behind the bar not like a shot it was like a pint of JMO and I'm like and old me is just like hell yeah let's do this I can fix all this shit <laughs> you know oh, oh my god but I'm in recovery and I was just like you know what I don't have to date you like like the the metric or the parameter for me dating isn't just because you like me like I did I get to make a decision to go hey do do I like this person do we have the same things that we're interested in like yeah are we gelling like before all you had to do was like me yeah that's all that mattered well you're talking about getting that self-esteem and making those choices even at the grocery store like paper plastic Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so that's so contagious, right? Like the more you do that and the more you build those boundaries, that's what starts to feel good. Yeah. Because you have your own power now. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm going to keep doing this shit. I had to do and it. And, and oh, trust me, dude, uh, it, it's hard for people to kind of get used to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially like my mom and dad, my mom especially. I'm like, like my mom and I have a great relationship now, but like putting boundaries in with somebody like your mom or dad not easy. Mm-mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We went to my, – my grandmother uh, passed away, so we had to go clean out her condo. And my mom asked me to help, and she was like 25 minutes late. You know, and she got there, and I'm like, here we go. I'm like, Mom, I, I want you to respect my time. Like, you're 25 minutes late. I have other things I need to do today. And she's like, um, are you emotional because you just went to an AA meeting? And I'm like, <gasps> oh. And I was like, sweep the leg. You know? <laughs> 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 you know, like, you know? <laughs> so, like – <laughs> you know what I mean? Because my yeah. only moms can push that button. Oh, like, yeah. You know, God, like, do they know it? You know, and I was just like, no. I was like, you are constantly late. I want you, to, you know. And so, right. like, you, yeah. but it, you walk away, and you and you sit in that awkwardness of like setting that boundary with a parent or with whoever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'm alive. You know, yeah. when I realized my mom's like just a 76 year old, old, like little old lady and I could kick her ass, like I felt good. You know what I mean? Like I can take her. You know yeah. what I mean? My dad probably not. My dad can still beat my ass. But, but like, and just for you people, I would never hurt my mother. But, but I mean, there's something to like be said about being able to set boundaries with people and say, 
look, I'm just, that's just not how I want. Like today, even today, right? So they're retrofitting my apartment building. And so these guys are like throwing steel girders around, like in between. I mean, it is like a war zone. And I went out to the alley. I'm like, and I was like, guys, it's like, how much time do you have left? Uh, like these, this is really loud. I would never do this before because I was conflict yeah. avoidant. Yeah. And these guys are like three huge, like, he's like, well, they're really heavy. I'm like, yeah, but you don't, you don't have to throw them. I'm like, anything you can do to minimize the sound would be great. And I just went out about my day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to like sitting there for like four hours, like, okay, how are we going to talk to these guys? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like even that, it just helps build up that self-esteem. Yeah. You know, and you start sure. carrying yourself with a little bit of confidence and it helps in every aspect of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how like life has completely changed for me because I feel good about who I am as a person. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. I mean, everything is, uh... you're saying, I'm just like, I'm writing all the mental notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but it's like, I can tell how much work you've done. You're like so present and you're such a good conversationalist. And you're such a good listener. And I just feel like there's a different energy about you. Oh, thank for you. Some, you know, are you guys feeling for that sure? Too? Yeah, yeah. like your presence is very strong. I yeah. really love talking to you. Um, I, uh, I had another qu- question and it freaking leave your brain l- left my brain. <laughs> oh, when you were in your, your when you first started the twelve step program, did mm-hmm. you have to abstain from relationships for like a certain period of time, or like, like how do you it- get a chip out of a love yeah. addiction program? You know oh, what I mean? so yeah, yeah, so so well, there's th- so there's there's two different programs, right? So there's Codependence Anonymous, right? And so that chip is based on the anniversary of the first time you walked in the door. Okay, right? got you. Um, and so uh, with with love addiction it's um so answer your first question uh no one can tell you how to do your recovery so Mm -hmm. they make suggestions hey we really suggest that you don't date for 90 days i took 90 days off from dating um completely and it was i mean it was a nightmare right you actually go through like physical withdrawal Wow. Yeah. And what so, were your symptoms? Oh, God. Uh, my extremities were numb. I lost wow. some sleep, depression, suicidal. I mean, it oh, was, wow. you know, there, I haven't had a drink in three years, but I'm sober too because at one point I had to smoke some weed just to kind of like relax a little bit and that made me reset my clock in AA. Mm. But I mean, it is what it is, you yeah. know? So, um, so I, I took 90 days off from dating and it was the first time that I'd taken any time off from like really not having any I, I wasn't on Instagram at all I wasn't like you know mm-hmm. I was really not in participating in trying to and I, I'll put it, it it's kind of a weird like like hunting right so yeah. like I'm hunting for, for the sure. next girl you yeah. know what I mean and so I, I turned that off completely now all of a sudden my brain is tripping because it's like well who are you as a person because you're yeah. not attached to anything right now so like and then you go through this like kind of crash and burn where you're like i don't know who i am right now and those 90 it was awful because you just Mm. you're finally for the first time dealing with your own emotions Mm. and you're not i mean at one point i picked up the phone like a guy calling a drug dealer and i was like calling this girl i was hooking up i'm like are you in the valley she's like no i'm in san diego i'm like i'll drive there now you know because like because you're just you're facing your own fears if i could be a dork for a second it's like when Luke Skywalker walks into that tunnel, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, fight Darth Vader. Like, that shit's real. Like, yeah. yeah. And, but you you get through to the other side, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, maybe I don't need to be in a relationship to feel good about myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe I do want paper and not plastic bags. Or maybe I, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm going to tell yeah. this, you know? Yeah. And so it's slowly, it, it's a slow process, but it it um it is truly one day at a time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So in that in that ninety days, yeah. were you 
what were what was like your day to day like? Were you going to the like your meetings? Were you doing the journaling and stuff yet? Like how oh, did furiously. you kind of reset? Every, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I mean uh, I was journaling furiously, um, and I I'm a huge proponent of journaling because especially if you can't sleep because what happens is it forces you to take the words from your brain to your hand and you handwrite it yes and onto your paper and then now for whatever reason there's this transference onto the paper yeah and now i can sleep a little bit because uh the the words are out of my brain um and i i i don't have legible writing but the point wasn't to like go back and revisit it it was totally. just just get get the fucking words out get the emotions out and so I was journaling every day. I would um, I would go to meetings like once a week. I was constantly on the phone, um, you know, with other people in the program. And if you feel like you're codependent, uh, there, there's a great book, Codependent No More. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have talked about it. On we this. haven't. We have right. To do so that one. Melissa yeah. Beatty, I believe, is is the author. Okay. I read that book, and if you are reading the book, and at some point you want to put it in the freezer because it's haunted, because it's telling you exactly what your life is, then you know you're codependent. <laughs> <laughs> So I got like like twenty pages into it. I'm like flinging it across the floor. Uh, Fuck that thing! uh, (laughs) Just describe my life to a T, you know. And so I read this, and then I had a guy. I kind of had like this base of like what's going on in my brain. I finally, for the first time, understood what my therapist had been trying to tell me for four years, which is like, Mm -hmm. dude, you're codependent. Like you're you're making a person, place, or thing your higher power. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so. that so it began it began with journaling every day and it began with just like sometimes I would just sit and watch movies you yeah. know what I mean and sometimes I would just I did a flotation chamber and as Ooh. soon as I got into that thing I was like we need to get out of this uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh it's just me and water like, uh, and darkness we gotta go <laughs> like, no we got but I did it I made it through and yeah. you know and I would I'll I'll, I'll give you I, I couldn't even watch a football game by myself like. Five years ago, six years, I had to have. I threw the biggest parties, like people like, oh, Ken's football parties. I yeah. couldn't go to the movies by myself. I couldn't have a meal by myself. And so I do these little things because if I if I didn't have anybody to watch a football game with, I was a fucking loser. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a loser. Nobody wants to watch. You mean to tell me there's not one person in the world wants to watch a football game with me? Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me there's not one person that can come and watch a movie with me? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so. Then you start doing these things. You start, well, I'm going to go to the movies by myself. Well, I'm going to start watching football. And now I'm like, now I'm the opposite. Now I'm just like, I just want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so just, interesting. You know, mm. I just, you know, I people are like, how do you perform in Vegas all the time sober and stuff? I'm like, I love it because I love being with myself. I love hanging out by myself because I'm a good person. That's so you know cool. I mean? I'm so happy Aww. for you. Thanks. Yeah. God, and also, so I'm so good. happy because you and my husband Kane are such great friends, and mm-hmm. I know that you've helped him a ton in his recovery as well. So yeah. that's always he's listed amazing. in my phone as best friend. So that's <laughs> right. You're in his phone as best friend, best friend Ken Gar. In fact, I go to I, sometimes I go to text him, and I'm like, why isn't he in my phone? I'm like, oh, it's my best friend. That's it's right. my best friend. That's right. <laughs> so cute. I love but it. no, I think you you kind of you and I started hanging out uh, mm-hmm. right kind of like near my rock bottom. You know, yeah. and and so like I put on this like a lot of girls like oh my god he's like a, like like I think somebody described it, like such a man and manly and so like sure of himself Chicago, but, like, man. in my yeah like blue collar like oh my god but in my brain I was just like I'm a small child right now. like you know what I mean yeah. like but like you put on like. You, I was constantly trying to be the person that I thought the world wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you let go of that and you just simply are who you are, 
You know what I mean? And and people talk about this like journey for self discovery. It's not it's not about self discovery. It's about self acceptance. Yeah, I just am it's who you've I always am. been there. Yeah. yeah, right. And so some people are gonna like you, and some people aren't. I'll tell you what: this rigorous honesty in my life has drawn people closer to me and made bigger, better relationships. And some of the relationships have fallen by the wayside because they were drinking buddies, yeah. and that's okay. I love the rigorous honesty. Yeah. That's yeah. I think like it. one of the biggest things I'm gonna take away from this conversation. That's oof. Start it, and it's yeah. oh my god, it's so it's like, and I literally my brain goes here we go, and I go, Jen, I gotta say this thing to you. <laughs> and she she's like, okay, what is it? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I I also know that like I don't want to have to live in that world of lies. Yeah. You know, because when I yeah. when my wife saw that I was emailing my ex, and it wasn't anything like inappropriate, it was just a betrayal. Yeah. You mm. lied to me. Uh, so yeah. how can I trust my husband? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was right. like, I, w- I just wanted to spare you this. this it became a way bigger know, thing than it needed to be. Way, it all does. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you live this life of rigorous honesty, you just don't lie. You tell the truth all the time. As scary as it can be, it, you live a much easier life. Yeah. Nothing piles up. Nothing? No. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have to fucking hide anything anymore. Yeah. yeah. Now, dude, I, my wife, my ex-wife wanted my passwords on my phone. I'm like, why? That's weird. I don't like that you want that. I don't even ha- Now I don't even have a password on my phone. I'm like, here. Yeah, but we don't. Yeah. We have the type of relationship. She's like, she's never like. I would, she's like, I would never even think about. Didn't think about phone. it. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. You know, because you give her no reason to. No. Yeah. Just yeah. be well, a good person. Can we fucking great, love Ken. you? Can you, <laughs> can you please plug where uh, people can find you? Yeah. And I know we got to get you out of here for you got a show. Oh yeah. No, this is great. This has been great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um. Please follow me on all of the social media at Ken Gar was taken. Uh, so G-A-R-R yeah, yeah. K-E-N-G-A-R-R I wanted Ken Gar but it was taken so now it's just Ken Gar was taken love it that's so uh, funny <laughs> I love it I love so good uh, on Instagram and uh, and on Twitter and then um, all of my uh, stand-up dates are at KenGar.com I don't when does this come out do you have an idea? we don't how I mean, we have the date that it comes out, but okay. it's just not in front of us right now. Okay, Probably perfect. in December. Yeah. So yeah, so just check out KenGar.com, and you guys, all my dates are always up to date. Yay! Um, we love you. Thank you, you so much, Ken. Thanks for having me. I love this episode so much. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.